Hey, good morning. Pastor here. I am so glad that you decided to uh, meet with us this morning. Thank the Lord for the good worship that we had through the music. And now we're going to be able to worship the Lord through looking into his word. Hey, I want to wish all the moms out there happy Mother's Day. And uh, thank you for all that you do for us. I saw a video somebody sent me the other day about mommy needs a quarantine. You may want to look that one up. It was pretty funny, to be honest with you. Uh, this lady was trying to hide from her kids. And uh, moms, you do so much for us. And we want to say thank you. We love you. And God bless you. Take your Bibles, if you would, and open up to the book of Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26. And this morning, I'm going to speak to you on You Can't Hide. You can't hide. Matthew chapter 26, if you would please, and verse 1. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people, unto the palace of the high priest who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety or craftiness and kill him. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priest and said unto them, What will ye give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenant with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you for the opportunity to be able to share your word. And Lord, we thank you for this very special day for moms. I pray that you bless them today. I pray that they'd be encouraged, and I pray that we would do all that we could to be able to just uh, let them know how much we love them. Lord, as much as we love our moms, we thank you that we can also uh, experience your love for us. Your love for us is so much uh, greater than even our mom's love for us, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you would help us as we look into your word to be able to um, see uh, the Bible principles that you have for us and that you would use your word to conform us more into the image of your dear son. Lord, I pray for those who may not know you this morning that through this message that they would come to know you. Thank you for your goodness to us. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I, I'm sure you're like me that when you were a young child, you played hide and seek. And uh, I enjoyed that game. Uh, I like to try and find a place where nobody could find me. 
And uh, but I, I don't know. Maybe you've seen this with little kids. If you have children or if you have uh, grandchildren, and they want to play hide and seek. Have they ever done this? They're standing right in front of you, and then they cover up their, their face, and they say, hey, you can't see me. You can't see me. That's, that's pretty funny. Uh, just because they can't see you, they think that you can't see them. And we laugh at that, and it's kind of comical. But, you know, many times we as adults, we do the same thing with God. We think just because we can't see God that he doesn't see us. See, we, we can't hide from God. And, and what I'm getting at is that you can't hide the motives of your heart from Jesus. Though we might be able to cover up our motives many times by the way that we look or even by the way that we act or some of the things that we say, you can't hide your motives from God. Jesus knows the motives of your heart. Do you realize that you can break down motives into two main areas? Every person has one of two motives in their life. And you can put this on a macro scale here. One is there is the motive of selfishness. And the other is the motive of selflessness or sacrifice. You can put everything underneath those two motives of the heart. And in this passage of Scripture, that's what we see today. We see that Jesus knows the motives of our heart and that we need to make sure that our motives are proper because we can't hide from Jesus. I want you to take a look at the first uh, motive here. Jesus knows the selfishness of man's heart. We see that in verses 1 through 5, and then verses 14 through 16. We see in verses 1 through 5, the chief priest, and then verses 14 through 16, we see Judas Iscariot. Jesus has just finished his sermon, which we call the Olivet Discourse, and Jesus is reminding his disciples that the Passover feast was only two days away. You say, well, what's the Passover feast? This was a feast that was celebrated uh, uh, by the Jews of their liberation from the nation of Egypt. It was when they were slaves for uh, over 400 years in the land of Egypt, and it was when, when the death angel passed over the houses of those that had the blood of a spotless lamb upon the doorpost and the lentil. It's called the Passover feast. And the central feature of this feast was the offering or the sacrifice of a lamb. And Jesus tells them, tells his disciples, this is when I'm going to be crucified. Jesus is known as the lamb that takes away the sins of the world. Jesus is saying, just as the Passover is coming, I'm going to be delivered to, up to be crucified. You know, the chief priests here, they wanted Jesus killed. And it says that, but not on the feast day for an uproar of the people. Hey, friend, listen. Jesus knew exactly when he was going to die, and no plans of man would thwart when Jesus would die. It would be on that Passover day, though they didn't want it to happen then. They wanted it to really be done somewhat in secret, so that, that way the people would not be in an uproar. Why didn't they want the people in an uproar? Because there were many, many people that loved the Lord Jesus. See, while the wickedness of the selfish men 
are plotting to get rid of Jesus, Jesus was actually telling us in this passage of Scripture that he is willingly sacrificing himself for those who are totally against him. The Bible says in John chapter 10 and verse 17 and 18, it talks to us about what Jesus says about his willing sacrifice. Therefore doth my father love me, because I lay down my life. They thought, the chief priests thought that they were going to be selfish and take Jesus' life from him. No, Jesus was willingly laying down his life. That I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, speaking of his life. But I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. In the Pillar New Testament commentary, uh, uh, the Gospel according to Matthew, all this made Passover an especially suitable time for Jesus to lay down his life for his people. The thought of a sacrifice leading to the freedom of the people of God from their slavery in Egypt was in the air at the time when the greater sacrifice that would set people free everywhere was to be offered. See, during this time, the people of the, the Jewish people, the nation of Israel here, uh, they were not only celebrating their liberation from Egypt, but what they really wanted was they wanted their liberation from the Roman government. They wanted freedom from the Roman government. That's what they really desired when in all actuality, they needed freedom from their sin. See, they were being selfish to their own detriment. And because of their selfishness, they were willing to betray and kill the one who could give them true freedom. Jesus knew ahead of time that he was going to be betrayed and by whom he was going to be betrayed. And this, part of it was these religious leaders. These religious leaders wanted Jesus off the scene. You say, why were they being so selfish? Why did they want Jesus off the scene? Because Jesus was exposing them for who they really were. And many times the reason that people don't want to come to Jesus is because of their selfishness, because Jesus does expose us for who we really are. Friends, all of us are sinners, all of us. The Bible plainly teaches us that. And though that is bad news, that we're all sinners, Jesus also gives to us good news that Christ died for us as sinners. He died for our sins. He took our payment. He took our place. We don't have to selfishly hide from Jesus, but we can run to him and admit our sin and need of a Savior. See, Jesus was exposing these religious leaders for who they really were, sinners just like the people who they were trying to condemn. See, friend, there are many out there that would point their finger and say, look at all these sinners out there. There would be some religious figures that would look down their righteous nose at other people. But I'm here to tell you, as I just mentioned, all people are sinners. Every religious figure that you've ever known outside of the Lord Jesus Christ is a sinner. And Jesus exposes us for who we really are. But many times, our selfish hearts, we want to hide. Jesus was exposing these chief priests because Jesus' claims outweighed their authority. See, when Jesus claimed to be the Messiah, this meant that his authority outweighed their authority. And this is one of the reasons why they wanted him off the scene. 
Not only did they want him off the scene because of that, but Jesus' deeds outraged these religious leaders. See, when Jesus healed people, these miracles were undeniable. Do you know there was one time where Jesus healed a man that was possessed of demons? And these religious leaders hated Jesus so much, they were so selfish, that they attributed Jesus' deeds to Satan. They said, the only reason that you were able to do this is because you're of Satan. Jesus was a threat to their religious system. See, Jesus revealed all of their hypocrisy that was centered in their practices. Friends, can I tell you this morning, you know, though we try and be a Bible-believing church, all of us are hypocritical at times. But let me tell you, one who is not ever hypocritical, that's the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you don't put your faith and trust in a religious system. You put your faith and trust in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. These chief priests, they were selfish. These, these uh, religious leaders, they were selfish, and Jesus was exposing their selfishness. Jesus angered these religious leaders because of who he socialized with. Jesus socialized with sinners just like you and me. I'm glad that he socialized with sinners because I needed a Savior. He socialized with thieves, with prostitutes, the physically ill, the outcast of society. He was not acting the way a religious man should act. He was actually acting exactly the way the Savior of sinners would act. See, their selfishness led to an overwhelming desire to kill Jesus. Take a look at verses 14 through 16 here of Matthew chapter 26. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priest and said unto them, What will ye give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they coveted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he sought opportunity to betray him. Not only did the religious leaders act selfishly, but Judas acted selfishly. Judas betrayed Jesus. But why? Well, personally, I believe that the reason Judas betrayed Jesus was because he was a follower of Jesus just in action, but not in commitment. See, I believe if we were able to go back to that time period, we wouldn't have been able to pick out Judas. He didn't walk around with a scowl on his face and looking all creepy and weird and, and like a thief or someone who was really greedy. No, a matter of fact, Jesus, uh, Judas was relatively compassionate. It was Judas, if you can look in other passages, you'll find that it was Judas that pointed out that this costly ointment or perfume that was poured upon Jesus should have been sold and given to the poor. But we learn in all reality that Judas didn't really care for the poor. He was money hungry. He was a greedy individual. Judas was a thief whose ambition was to have power and money. And Judas felt that by aligning himself with Jesus, he believed that he would receive a prominent place in the kingdom. He was selfish. He was self-centered. And when Jesus talked about dying, Judas understood that this kingdom wouldn't immediately happen. And so he got what he could by betraying Jesus. See, there are many reasons, friends, that you and I may have a selfish heart. But the whole issue comes down to if we're going to allow Jesus to rule our heart or not. Who's going to rule your heart? See, a selfish heart self-rules. 
a selfless heart or a sacrificial heart, Jesus rules. Are you going to allow Jesus to rule your heart and your life, or are you going to rule your own life? See, if we don't choose Jesus, we're no better than those religious leaders or Judas who betrayed Jesus. And friend, guess what? You can't, and I can't. We can't hide our hearts from Jesus. Jesus knows the motive of your heart. But number two, Jesus knows the sacrifice of man or the selflessness of man. In verses 6 through 13, we see such a beautiful, beautiful story. And it contrasts the heart of the selfish with the heart of the sacrificial. Jesus enters the house of Simon the leper. In Luke's account, Simon uh, is presented as a Pharisee. And it's most probable that Jesus was the one who healed him from his leprosy. We know that he's healed of his leprosy because uh, those who had leprosy were quarantined. Hey, we know a little bit about quarantine today, don't we? He, he, uh, it, it was the normal requirement for those with leprosy to be quarantined. It would be like today, those with COVID-19, what? They quarantined, they're not to be around anybody else. But now Simon was now out and about. He was healed of his disease. And in comes this woman in the book of John. It tells us it was Mary in John chapter 12 and verse uh, 3. And she has an alabaster box of precious ointment or precious perfume. And during that time, it was expected when a guest came for a meal that a perfume would be provided to be able to anoint the head of that individual. Most of the time, it was just a cheap perfume that would be used. The use of a costly perfume was a mark of devotion. The cost of this perfume that Mary used upon Jesus was one year's salary. That is a selfless heart. That is a sacrificial heart. Hey, uh, all of us have, I'm sure, sacrificed at one time or another. And, and guess what? We know, we all know who sacrificed the most in our families, don't we? That's moms, isn't it? Moms, you're always sacrificing for the kids, for the husband, for everybody. And we love you for that. You've got a sacrificial heart. You know, I, I know I'm generalizing, but most of the time men have a selfish heart and, and women have a sacrificial heart. And I know I'm generalizing. I understand that. But moms are known for their sacrificial heart. They'll stay up late for their babies. They'll get up early in the morning to be able to take care of the kids. And they make sure that they got their lunch and they're off to school and that their clothes are ironed. All this on and on and on and on. You know, somebody has just said, well, yeah, I, I don't work outside the home. I'm just a mom. What do you mean just a mom? That is a full-time job. We couldn't pay you enough. <laughs> There's not enough money to be able to pay moms for all that they sacrifice and do for us. And Mary here is showing her sacrificial heart. One year's salary. Wow. See, Mary didn't regard Jesus as just a casual guest. He wasn't just a run-of-the-mill type person. But she regarded Jesus as someone very special. She had a sacrificial heart. What I find interesting, if you take a look in verses 8 and 9, this impact was lost upon the disciples. They looked at this sacrifice as waste. And many times, folks, those of us who know Christ, many times will sacrifice for the work of God. And 
those on the outside of the world will look and they'll just say, why are you doing that? It's such a waste. But really, in all reality, what you're doing is you're investing for eternity. Friend, whenever we sacrifice for Christ, it's never a waste. But in all reality, when you think about what Christ has done for us, it really isn't a sacrifice. See, when you have a sacrificial heart, when you have a selfless heart, you're actually mimicking the heart of the Lord Jesus. Why? Because he sacrificed for you and for me. He died on the cross for our sins. See, the wealth of devotion and sacrifice that Mary's actions displayed were unbelievable. But the disciples, they were looking at strictly material profit. These men that it said that it should have been sold, this ointment should have been sold, this perfume should have been sold and given to the poor. I don't want you to think that Jesus was indifferent to the poor in this passage of Scripture. He was not indifferent to the poor, for Jesus himself was poor. We know that. But what Jesus was saying is, look, you always have the poor with you. You'll always have opportunity to do good to the poor. And Jesus delighted in the love and the devotion and the sacrifice that was displayed from the heart of Mary. He says that she hath wrought a good work upon me. She was truly devoted to Mary. See, when you're true, uh, she was truly devoted, I'm sorry, to Jesus. And when you're truly devoted to someone, you'll sacrifice for them. You think of a mom with a child. You'll think of a husband and a wife relationship. You think of a caretaker and the sick. What are we, what are we been celebrating and honoring many of these hundreds and thousands of doctors and nurses who have willingly sacrificed their own well-being for the well-being of others. Why? Because they love humanity. They, they love people. But can I tell you the greatest sacrifice with the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ? Nobody loves you more than Jesus Christ. See, Mary was displaying in plain sight for us what Jesus was about to do for all those in that room. He was getting ready to die on the cross. Mary gave all that she had in a willing sacrifice. And in a few days, Jesus was, would give his life in a willing sacrifice for the world, for you, and for me. See, friend, Jesus sees the heart. There were some that had a selfish heart. And there was a woman who had a sacrificial heart. Let me ask you this morning. What kind of heart do you have? What would others say of you? Christian friend, are you willing to sacrifice for Jesus? Are you willing to sacrifice your comfort in order to share the gospel? Are you willing to sacrifice your talents to be used of God? Are you willing to sacrifice your finances in order to help further the kingdom of God? See, a selfish heart is ruled by self. A sacrificial heart, a selfless heart, is ruled and devoted to the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't hide, or, or I should say, you can hide your heart from others, but you can't hide it from the Lord Jesus Christ. And he knows if you've chosen him as Savior or not. He knows if you've put your faith and trust in him. You can fool many people, but you're never going to be able to fool Jesus. 
And the only way that you can put your, be, uh, the only way that you can become a follower of Jesus to put your faith and trust in him. You can't hide your heart from Jesus. He knows your motives. And friend, today, if you'd like to accept Christ, your personal Savior, it's as simply as admitting that you're a sinner. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of God's glory. And accepting the fact that not only that you're a sinner, but that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. That he is the savior of the world. You're not putting your trust in a religious system or in a religious person. You're putting your trust, you're putting your faith in Jesus Christ and Christ alone. And that you believe what the Bible says about you, you believe what the Bible says about Jesus, that he is the perfect, sinless, spotless lamb of God that died on the cross for your sins and that you ask him to forgive you of your sins and to save you. You put your faith in him. You believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That it's him and him alone. Friend, the Bible says that if you've done that, that you're a Christian. That if you've put your faith and trust in Lord Jesus Christ, that you are now a follower of Christ. Your heart belongs to him. If you did that, I'd like you to fill out your, that electronic connection card. You can find that on our website, openbiblenj.org. Fill that out. Get that into us, and I will mail to you a Bible and a book to be able to help you in your journey with Christ. We want to know about how you've given your heart to Christ, that you're no longer going to live for self, but you're going to live for Christ. Would you do that this morning? And Christian friend, How's your heart today? Though you might be a Christian, you can still have a selfish heart. Life can be all about you instead of about the Lord. So can I encourage you today to search your own heart. Ask the Lord to show you where there might be some selfish motives in your own life. And turn that over to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to thank you for being with us this morning. I pray that you have your kiddos ready and that they would be uh, uh, excited to be able to hear our kids quest time so stay tuned for that God bless you thank you for being with us and I look forward to being with you once again next week at 1030 moms happy Mother's Day I hope it's a very special day for you God bless you thanks for joining us on today's broadcast we hope it was an encouragement to you be sure to reach out to someone this week send an encouraging text or a voicemail to stay connected. If you'd like to give today, you can do so on openbiblenj.org. To get encouraged throughout your week, check out our podcast of past messages on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. Thanks again for watching. We'll see you on the next broadcast.